Amen. All right. Revelation chapter number two. Revelation chapter number two. And uh, we're going to uh, finish uh, this morning's message and given uh, several things that uh, are first works uh, in the context of the church of Ephesus. And of course, uh, they are also uh, important ones for us to do. And so uh, that is where we're going to be going. But I did say that I wanted to spend some time this afternoon going over some of the things that we're going to be covering uh, during the course of the year with Refocus 2020 and excited about uh, that. And, and for personally, um, you know, being selfish, I like, I like refocusing on the things that I need to, to focus on spiritually. Uh, and so all that's going to help me. Uh, but, uh, but just as I heard this last week with preaching, someone, uh, there was a, uh, Pastor Bob Smith was doing this conference there in Superior, and, and someone had asked him about uh, pray, or, uh, preparing messages. And it's like, well, what do you, you know, he said, well, where do you get your messages from? <laughs> uh, and this was a preacher that actually was asking him. And he said, well, from the Bible uh, is where uh, I get my messages from. And he says, yeah, but, you know, it's just a, a lot of messages that you have to prepare uh, throughout the year. And the way that he explained it was is that you just go to the Bible, and as I, I will go to the Bible and I will read the Bible, and then uh, those messages, those God gives you a thought, and you develop those thoughts, gives you kind of a skeleton, and you put uh, meat on the bones, and you develop messages from that. And as I focus more on that, uh, that's going to help me, uh, but it's also, of course, going to help us as a church as well. And this theme is uh, going to be a good one, I believe, for our church. And even with the leaving our first love, as we read about here in Revelation chapter number two, uh, in getting back to uh, different works, uh, when you when you first when I first got saved, um, one of the one of the first things that I had done. In fact, I saw him uh, when I was back. Uh, Brother Sorensen was at uh, the conference that uh, in Superior, and uh, he was. Um, I got. Uh, went soul winning with him as a teenager. Uh, not too long after I gotten saved, they had, were starting a church in Duluth, Minnesota. We had actually uh, switched churches uh, at that time, and I still have in my office the soul winning New Testament uh, that uh, that I got at that time to go with him. So the very first time that I went out soul winning uh, with my pastor at that time, uh, he was able to lead someone to Christ uh, that evening. And, and that was forever sketched in my mind as a, as a blessing. And there isn't really anything, um, you know, God can speak your heart through His Word. He can bless you and uh, He can provide for you in ways that blow your mind or whatever. But when you are able to be used of God uh, directly, indirectly, be able to lead someone to Christ, so the seed of, word, uh, of the Word of God in their heart uh, that they get saved, there's just nothing like that. Uh, and we are, all of us, uh, when we die, we're going to stand before God. Uh, we're going to spend an eternity in heaven. We know we're supposed to lay up treasures in heaven. Uh, and, and when you win someone to Christ, it's such, a, it's such a, a, a wonderful thing. But then also knowing that that is something that you've done, that God's used you for, done for the Lord, that's going to last. And a lot of the things that we do um, don't, don't last. We spend too much time on temporal things uh, in our life. So uh, the um, um, getting back to the things we did when we first got saved, uh, we're excited about. Uh, those are uh, a, a focus that we're going to have here today. But during the year, uh, we're going to have a number of, there's a several new things that we're going to do during the course of the year, the calendar year. I mentioned one this morning, and that was the refocus three-day fasts. All right. Now, don't let that scare you. Uh, there are people here, none, some of you have uh, uh, not fasted before. There's some of you that uh, you think um, 
you know, if you eat breakfast and then you eat lunch that you fasted uh, in between there if you didn't have three snacks. Uh, and uh, that's not the kind of fasting that we're talking about, but this will be uh, not eating food and uh, drinking water through a couple of days to pray, uh, fast and pray for our spring revival. And then we're going to do that also for our fall revival with Brother Beckham. And even the schedule with uh, Brother John Hamlin. Brother John Hamlin will be here in May. Uh, he is an evangelist out of the Midwest that I've known. He's been, on, he's been preaching for 40 years, I think, uh, his, is how long he's been preaching. But he is old school uh, uh, Bible preaching evangelist. And uh, uh, bl- uh, uh, blood vessels pop out in his head. He's got a bald head. Uh, and uh, his neck, you just, things are popping out. Uh, and, uh, and he just, he preaches and, uh, and just sweats. And these evangelists from the Midwest, they, uh, they'll preach. And then they, they always got, they're putting on like a, a coat or a, uh, some type of a sweater or whatever and a hat because it's cold outside and they're going to catch a cold because they're, they're sweating. They sweat more uh, during the course of a sermon uh, than a lot of people do uh, exercising, uh, including myself. Uh, and uh, and they, he's just a preacher, and I'm looking forward to that. And Brother Beckham will be with us in the fall. Uh, too. And uh, so we have good uh, men that will be here uh, in preaching, but we want the power of God on them. Uh, we want God to work in our hearts. So we're going to have refocus three-day fast. Uh, we're going to have a refocus uh, couples retreat. Uh, that's something that we've not done as a church. Uh, there's been uh, actually more than 10 couples that have have committed to uh, going to that. We've got that on the schedule. So when you grab one of the uh, the calendars, you'll see that noted on there. That's going to be a good time. But that is a, an emphasis that God lays upon us in Scripture as we focus uh, on uh, our families, uh, on our marriages, focusing on uh, and refocusing on parenting. Uh, that would be another uh, part of uh, all of that. But let me just run down some of these things. Uh, refocusing is dealing with our priorities. Uh, we're going to talk about bringing glory to God. That's really our number one priority, isn't it? Uh, amen. Are you here? I say amen. All right. Uh, stay awake. I know you're still digesting uh, fried chicken, but uh, you're Baptist, so you do that every week. Uh, and uh, so bringing glory to God, uh, dealing with our personal walk with God, refocusing on that, communion with Him, uh, and prayer, uh, and Bible study, uh, foc- refocusing on the fact that we are His workmanship, created into Christ Jesus unto good works, uh, that God has a purpose. And uh, I, I would think that there are many people in churches just like ours, this church and other churches, that God has called to do something uh, for Him, and they've not done it. They're either waiting for the right time, uh, they're waiting for a burden, they're waiting for retirement, uh, they're waiting for many other things, but they're not serving God uh, and fulfilling God's purpose and plan. So refocusing on that, for some people, might mean uh, you know, um, quitting their job and, and doing something else. Uh, it could be uh, cutting back. Um, one, you know, the preacher that was preaching the other day, he said something like, I'd, I'd rather have uh, um, you know, a, a walk with God uh, and be used of God than to have 40, you know, 40 hours of triple time. Uh, and we, we weigh out. We do for money what we won't do for the Lord uh, in, in, in a lot of ways in our life. So working on that family and relationships within our priorities. Uh, I believe that uh, God needs to be first place, amen? Uh, and then when we look at the priorities, I, I, for me personally, it's God, family, church. You say, wait a second, I thought church was, uh, was right up there. It is. Uh, God is my priority. 
uh, my family um, as God has ordained. In fact, He instituted and ordained the family long before He instituted the local church. Uh, and uh, so we'll f- I focus on uh, my family. Uh, it's a little different for us right now because our, our children are uh, grown and uh, getting married and having kids of their own. Uh, but, uh, but there's a, a refocus that many people have to have uh, on uh, their family. Uh, and then uh, the church. And let me just say this about, uh, about these priorities. Uh, there are people who think that they're doing right. They say, well, uh, we're not going to the church meeting because that's our family time. Uh, but family time to them uh, is basically everybody in different rooms on their devices. Okay? Uh, or uh, watching TV uh, or whatever. So if you're going to have those family times, I'm going to challenge you to put those devices away because we're going to spend a lot of time on distractions, things that distract us. Uh, and we're going to uh, try to give you ways to eliminate those, and uh, both from the technology and we're, we've got more distractions today than we ever, we've ever had. We're going to refocus on health, right? Uh, so we're going to have some messages from the scriptures about uh, about that, uh, looking at uh, things. If we, can, if we can look at everything we do through the filter of bringing glory to God and God being first place in our life, uh, that even includes um, your physical health. Uh, maybe, it just, it maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, we, myself, you, or whatever, we might be more successful uh, in uh, our weight loss endeavors or staying in shape uh, if the reason we were doing it was to bring God glory or prepare myself uh, to better serve Him than it is to look good in a mirror. So much of what we do for our health has to do with our vanity. And if we look into Ecclesiastes and we refocus on proper, uh, you know, the proper ways to take care of ourselves, our body is the temple of the, of the Holy Spirit of God, uh, and we, we need to refocus. That's part of, you know, how many of you have some type of a a goal, and it doesn't have to be a resolution, but something related to how you eat, how you exercise, how you sleep, how you take care of yourself um, in 2020. I mean, I do. A lot of people do. But the reasons we do it, um, it might just be the, the complete absolute obstacle to getting accomplished. Uh, and all of us have uh, proper motivation, but we have terrible follow-through. So uh, we're going to look at uh, having that balance and uh, and there's lots in the scripture about that, about rest and, uh, and about, uh, about uh, the body being the temple. And extra, the Bible says that uh, bodily exercise profiteth little, uh, but it does profit. And, uh, and there might be some ways that we can incorporate, uh, uh, you know, health into what we do uh, as, uh, as, as a church. Uh, for example, uh, let's say uh, a, couple of, uh, a couple of you want to get together and walk every day. All right, that's awesome. Uh, why don't you just take a big stack of tracks uh, with you uh, and, and, and walk for a couple hours and stick them on doors? Are you following me? Uh, so uh, you're not going to walk around the mall uh, or go, you know, go walk or whatever. There's exercise, but how can you, how can you uh, perhaps incorporate uh, something into that uh, that's spiritually minded as well? Uh, emotional and spiritual health. There's a lot of people that struggle uh, emotionally. Uh, and uh, refocusing on why, uh, why God made us and uh, in our purpose or uh, having the proper perspective about life and who we are in Him uh, and His plan for us. 
uh, communication, friendship, focusing on fellowship would be another thing we're going to do. Uh, and as far as a church family and spending time together, um, and I, I had to leave early the other night because I had an early flight. Uh, but it's I enjoy uh, sitting around and and, uh, and playing games and fellowship and uh, with with church family. I enjoy that. Uh, and uh, you ought to want to be around one another. Discipline, refocusing on discipline and uh, beginning the day with God and uh, remaining in prayer and limiting distractions, serving Him. Uh, family, I've already mentioned that. Uh, and uh, looking at your family mission statement or uh, making sure you have focus, attention, and quality time, uh, purpose, focusing on God, who He is, uh, and in and, and our relationship with Him, uh, refocusing on who our enemy is. Our enemy is Satan. Uh, and we, uh, as churches today, I was thinking about this the other day, uh, church, we spend way too much time in 2020 trying to make our church services comfortable for lost people uh, than we do um, spending time making church people uncomfortable. <laughs> you follow me? Uh, uh, it's to edify, to exhort, to rebuke. And uh, there, this is, uh, church is an equipping ministry. Church is uh, for saved, baptized believers. And we spend an inordinate amount of time in preparing properties and materials and hospitality. And, and I'm not saying any of that stuff is wrong. Uh, I just feel that our, our priorities aren't often where they need to be. We spend way too much time trying to... Uh, to to market uh, and get people in the doors of the church, uh, and then we ignore what we get when we're in here. And we don't apply it to uh, our, our lives like we ought to, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and focusing on uh, fighting uh, the enemy and being equipped to be able to withstand him. Uh, and uh, we're going to have, uh, with our retreats, our, our ladies' retreat, our teen thaw, uh, a focus on um, refocus, refresh, uh, restore. Uh, and there'll be a lot of words. You'll hear things like review and restraint and reward, regain, rethink, uh, clarity, vision, uh, 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 seeing clearly, um, seeing darkly, uh, a single eye, the Bible says that we should have. So many things that have to do uh, with uh, vision and focus, uh, how we're supposed to look at things uh, through uh, the eyes uh, of our Savior. We're looking at problem areas in our life of getting our eyes off of Jesus or focusing on the negative or dwelling on the past uh, and uh, being too earthly minded, uh, staying focused by removing distractions, being resolved in our direction and restrained in our desires, uh, looking at what God requires from us. Uh, the Bible uh, in Micah 6, 8 uh, says this, what, the, what does the Lord require of us? And then lays out things. In Deuteronomy, several places, uh, God speaks to what our uh, priorities and loving Him with all of our soul and all of our might uh, in walking in His commandments and uh, in, 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 in doing all those things. Uh, the Bible has tons and tons of verses that uh, deal with that. Uh, looking at distractions, uh, the environmental factors, the, uh, the uh, unhealthy family systems that we have. I uh, spoke with a gentleman yesterday. Some of you saw that uh, the guy that the um, Super Bowl, he had a Super Bowl ring on, sat by me and uh, and uh, we got to talk, and he's a Christian, and he has a, uh, he's also a city councilman for the city of Sacramento, and he has a nonprofit uh, organization uh, that works with, uh, with young uh, men in particular that don't have dads uh, in their home, and so they service like 2,000 
students in that school district there in Sacramento, and uh, and uh, and we were talking about all those all those things. And 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 as I sat and talked with them, it was for almost almost two hours, and we were right in front of I mean literally like um, you know four or five feet from the football game. I thought, man, this is going to be great uh, watching a football game with a guy who's been in the Super Bowl. Uh, but we hardly looked at it. Uh, and even in the discussion about, you know, the Super Bowl, uh, and he used to work for Xerox and, uh, and made a good salary, and then he had the opportunity to take this nonprofit, uh, and he's, you know, it, it was just an actual kind of case in point, the whole discussion uh, on, on what doesn't really matter and, and what does. And, you know, money and fame and all these different things, none of that matters. What matters is what we do for our Savior. Uh, and, uh, and, and we had great fellowship. Uh, with. In fact, I had, I had more fun talking to that guy because we're not in the same circles. You get preachers in the same circles uh, talking, they just talk about everybody else and, uh, and complain and whatever. And, and we didn't know each, anybody uh, of the same people, so we just, got, we just got to focus on talking about the Lord. And so that was a great, uh, great also reminder uh, of how, uh, how negativity uh, can distract you and get you off a focus of what the main thing is uh, that we should be uh, doing, living by faith and not by sight. We'll look at Bible figures who got distracted, uh, men like Samson and David or uh, ladies like, uh, like Eve uh, and Martha. Uh, and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, you do sermon series kind of around those things. And, uh, so there's going to be a lot of direction that we go in this year. Uh, again, no theme verse, uh, but we'll be speaking much and always bringing that theme in front of us. So refocusing for 2020, I think, is going to be a great, uh, a great thing for us. And I'm excited about that, and I hope that uh, you'll be excited about it as well. Uh, and that you do get involved uh, in the activities uh, that we have coming up, uh, especially mission trips, men. Uh, that'd be good. Uh, then you jump in there. Revelation chapter number two, and uh, we're going to just—I'm just, just going to quickly give you. Uh, put my notes away, so I got to go grab those again. Uh, give you um, some of these first works. This morning we talked about um, uh, having left our first love that we're to repent, but then also do. Do the first works that God wants us to have, uh, that, that action always uh, follows uh, repentance, uh, that, uh, and, and we want to look at it. Turn to Acts chapter number 18, uh, if you would, and we're going to just run through the church of Ephesus. Uh, when God says to them, do the first works, uh, remember uh, and then repent, and then return uh, is the admonition from the Lord. And, and when you read, um, for example, if you read the book of Ephesians, and then you, you go into the book of Acts and find in his missionary journeys, uh, these, uh, the times, the scriptures that are associated with the churches and the missionary journeys and who was on them uh, in your New Testament, your, your New Testament, uh, it will open up, it'll come alive. When you look at these churches, you'll realize just who God is talking about in them, uh, and it's going to help you. So what, were, uh, what was it like for the church of Ephesus at the beginning uh, that they were supposed to return to uh, that God was referring to? In Acts chapter number 18, uh, and look at verse number 20. Uh, the Bible says here, speaking of them, it says, When they desired him to tarry longer time with them, and he consented not, but bid them farewell, saying, I must by all means keep the feast. Uh, and, uh, and he had a spirit. The, the, the church at Ephesus had a spiritual hunger at the beginning. 
uh, as God was seeing people saved and, uh, and, uh, and they, they just desired uh, for, for, uh, for Paul to just feed them the Word of God. Uh, when uh, when uh, I was, uh, I, I like to take notes. If you were to look into my, in my Bible, my Bible is marked up. And I, I don't want, I've got this rebounded, uh, re, uh, rebinded. Uh, and uh, is that right? I don't know. I get, I get nervous when Brother Omni's in here. Uh, and uh, uh, so, uh, because I don't want to lose all these notes. Uh, just mark it up and learn it. And, uh, but I remember as a kid, uh, when I first got saved, uh, I got a... Um, uh, Thompson Chain Reference Bible, and I think back then it cost me forty bucks, you know, to uh, to get my first uh, study Bible that I purchased. And man, I love reading that. I love reading. I love reading the notes. I like reading the Bible. Love reading about the Bible. I had a spiritual hunger when I first got saved. But as you as you uh, maybe you've read it uh, in things that you've you've read uh, time and time again, and they uh, uh, you think that perhaps you're not going to learn anything from it or whatever, and so you begin to skip it. Uh, but uh, but uh, they going back to the first works, uh, God's reminder. You go back how it was, uh, and when you read how they were in Acts chapter number eighteen, uh, they desired they 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 wanted to spend time with Paul. They wanted to be fed the word of God. Look at verse number twenty seven. Bible says, and when he had disposed to pass to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who when he was come, helped them uh, much uh, which had believed through grace, for he mightily can, uh, convinced the Jews that publicly showing by the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. Uh, so they enjoyed rich fellowship uh, amongst the, the brethren uh, is uh, what uh, we find here. Acts chapter number 19, uh, look at verse number one. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, uh, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came where? To Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto the, uh, What then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, uh, that is, on, in, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, uh, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Uh, so they had an eagerness uh, to repent and to receive what God had for them. Uh, you think about the message today, uh, and very pointed uh, to uh, our failure to, to love God like we should. Um, we can be faithful. You can be faithful in church every service. And by the way, you can read your Bible. By the way, you can pray. You can do a lot of things. Uh, but it can be absolute lip service to God. Uh, where, where our hearts are far from Him. Uh, we, don't, we, we do things out of duty. Uh, but, uh, but the church at Ephesus at the beginning... They had an eagerness. Whatever, whatever uh, the Word of God was presented, uh, they just obeyed and they followed and did it. Uh, and, they, and they loved the fact that they could. Look at verse number 8. It says, And when he, uh, he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing, persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. They cherished the Word of God. Um, couldn't get enough of it. Uh, they sacrificed their religious reputation uh, for uh, the Lord. Look at verse number 19 of chapter number 19. Uh, the Bible says there, uh, many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men, and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Um, uh, there there were, was a time where, uh, well, when I first got saved, my, uh, I enjoyed, um, I guess at that time, uh, would be 
heavy metal music. 80s hairband stuff uh, and, uh, and heavy metal uh, rock and roll music. Uh, my, my favorite, uh, I guess, was at that time was ACDC. All right? And, uh, and to this day, if, if, if I hear it, I know every single word to every song. Uh, and, uh, and it's just in there. Uh, and that's one of the reasons, by the way, especially with young people, the devil is smart. And uh, you, can't, you can't hardly memorize your Bible, but you remember songs from 20, 30, 40 years ago uh, because you put it, and that's one of the reasons why we put Scripture to songs is we memorize so we can, uh, to help us retain uh, all of those things. But, uh, but I remember snapping stuff up and throwing it into garbage, getting rid of it. Uh, I remember being at church bonfires uh, where young people were bringing CDs and, uh, and, uh, and uh, other things and, and, and burning them and getting rid of them because, it, because purity in, in, in our walk with God was more important to that stuff. And, and that's what they, they did. They, uh, they, they sacrificed their religious kind of leanings, their social leanings, their, uh, you know, their livelihoods, all of that for what they believed in. It was, it was right up there. See, it's different times. Yeah, it absolutely was. They, uh, and, and there's a part of me that, man, I wish I could, I wish we didn't have all the stuff that we have today uh, that can distract us. I love technology and I hate it. Uh, I, I love the benefits of all those things, but it is, it is by far, um, I, I enjoy Facebook and Twitter, those things, but it's also the absolute greatest uh, source of heartbreak for me. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it's kind of one of those almost necessary evils, if you could put it that way. Just It's part of our culture, and it's here to stay. Uh, but, uh, but I guarantee you, uh, when you, um, you'll probably be the happiest you've been in a long time if you can just be somewhere where you can't get on that stuff. And, and they were just, now if that's getting in the way of you serving God, you ought to get rid of it. Uh, whatever you have that gets in the way of serving God. Uh, look at um, uh, verse number 10 of uh, Acts chapter number 19. And they continued by the space uh, of two years, so that they which dwelt, uh, all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of God, G- Jesus, both Jews uh, and Greeks. They were committed to applying the word of God to the life, seeing people saved. They were receptive to the power of God and the gifts of the Spirit. We can read about that in verses 11 and 12, trying to hurry. Uh, Acts uh, 19 uh, in verse number 17, uh, the Bible says, And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord uh, was magnifying. So they loved Jesus. Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, and the wonder-working power of the blood that we sing about uh, that, associate, that was associated with His name. Uh, that's, that was, they were excited about it. The name of Jesus and all that Jesus was going to do. Uh, and when they, uh, when they would run into somebody that was full, uh, filled with sin, they'd share with them the, the gospel uh, and what God could do to save them and to help them. Um, we, you know, uh, it's almost to the point, like, we know, we, we know the answer is Jesus. And we know we need to share Jesus with people. Um, and, and please don't misunderstand me. If this is, if this is all you did was, um, you know, give them my phone number. <laughs> uh, or uh, uh, we've had people, I've had people just show up at the office. I, I, I met so-and-so at a restaurant and they, uh, they told me uh, I needed to talk to you. Now, again, uh, I'll talk to anybody. If there's somebody that you know that needs the Lord and you want me to witness to them, and if you can get us together, I'll share the gospel with them. However, you need to do it too. Yeah. 
and uh, and you know you're, there are people that you know that uh, you have more influence with than than I would ever have. Uh, so share the gospel with them. And uh, and when God when you when you remember how things were as we looked at in Revelation chapter number two and uh, and that glory fills your soul, uh, you should be you should be excited. Tell people that you love Him, uh, and because that's how it was when I, uh, when when I got saved. Uh, at 14, uh, my family was a wreck. They're absolute heathens. Uh, my, my parents were, um, as long as I can remember, were almost divorced, right? From the time, I, the time I could even think about it. That was something that scared my sister and I our entire um, ch- childhood. It was always that. And, then, and it was a lot of the things where it's, well, uh, you know, um, we would, my sister and I both, we would almost like, you know, please don't, you know, don't leave and uh, stay together. And, you know, we were the ones that they stayed, as long, they stayed together as long as they did because of my sister and I. So that was a constant, constant fear uh, and, uh, in what was there. When I got saved and I realized that what, what Jesus did for me, I wanted that for my mom and my dad. I wanted that for my sister. Uh, and that was the solution. My friends who had troubles at home or whatever and things that they were doing uh, themselves, uh, I, I, I knew that that's what they needed. Uh, and so I wanted to share uh, Jesus with them. And it was ironic because uh, my, my exposure, by the way, to church was from church kids. Church kids that I knew uh, that lived where I lived. Uh, and I would, in fact, I saw a pastor, Pastor Schrader. Have you ever met Brother Schrader? Uh, and uh, he's at Calvary Baptist Church in Superior, Wisconsin. Uh, the other church, three churches in that area, uh, Twin Ports, Calvary, and then North Star up in Duluth. They're independent from Baptist Church. And my first exposure to church, that Calvary, wasn't at Twin Ports uh, because I would spend the night at Brian Johnson, our missionary of Lithuania, at his house, and his parents made me go. If you're going to stay here, you're going to go to church. And so, so I, went, I went to church with him, and that was my first exposure. But all those kids that I ended up going to church with, all of them were there just absolute heathens and weren't living for God. So if you think every, all the kids in youth group are doing right, uh, you're foolish. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so uh, but and praise the Lord, Brian's missionary now uh, in Lithuania, but he didn't get saved, saved until uh, till we were out of high school uh, and, uh, and called of God uh, to preach. But uh, so, so it was like... Um, at, at that one point, then, we're trying to be a witness even to, to the church people and the church kids uh, and things that we're with. Uh, they were quick to confess their sin and turn from their evil works in verse number 18. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Uh, that's how it was at the beginning. You've left your first love. You need to repent and return to the first works. Uh, when, when, you, when you were confronted with sin, you were quick to confess it and you turn from it. Uh, and got right with the Lord. Uh, verse number 19, many of them also, we ever talked about this verse, we read it a little bit, a bit ago, but they severed all connections with their pagan past, and they did so at a great personal cost. So when you get uh, 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 knuckleheads uh, like Deacon Nicholas, uh, who is, is mixing it all together, that wasn't how it was at the beginning. In the beginning, if it was, if it was off and pagan and wicked and evil, you turn from it and you forsook it. And now 30 years later, you're accepting those things uh, that you didn't allow. And that's what we have today in churches. There's stuff going on in churches today uh, that 20, 30 years ago uh, would never have happened in church. And, 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 and there, there are things going on in churches today 
uh, that 10, 20, 30 years ago, the pastor that's allowing that was against it 10, 20, 30 years ago. And now they're all for it. And, and for all the reasons under the sun, but it is the, it is the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Uh, and that's exactly, and they say, well, uh, I was, uh, I, what I did before, Brother Reno, I did in ignorance. And my answer to them always is, well, you're ignorant still. And, uh, and, uh, and even in a worse way, uh, when he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, uh, to him it is sin. God's word never changed. And so if you were 100% against it before because it was wrong, I don't know how you can be 100% for it and it be right uh, if that verse didn't change. So they severed all, in the beginning all their connections with the past. Uh, they were publicly persecuted for the sake of Christ. You can read about that in 1 Corinthians in uh, chapter number 15. They were faith-filled people. Uh, we read about uh, in Ephesians chapter number 1. And of course, they were known for their love uh, for the brethren and for each other. And that's just how it was. So when, when we leave our first love, uh, and we often will do that uh, for, um, we'll, we, we'll replace God with things, stuff. We worship things that God says he'll, we'll have, no, he'll not have no other God before Him uh, in our lives, but we, uh, we seem to uh, set those up in our life. We avoid spending time alone with God, and, uh, and uh, gradually, uh, one day at a time, uh, our relationship with God isn't what it used to be. And this morning, the altars were filled with people uh, who realize that that's true for me. I've, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not where I used to be, and I need to be. So, so in a spirit of repentance, we pray, we ask God to forgive us. But, but we haven't, most of, well, some of you have left and come back, but most of the people here haven't left since this morning's service. And, and there's a chance uh, that you've already gotten over what happened this morning. Just get over it. Eat a meal sit around fellowship or whatever, get on your devices and you get back into your, your normal routine and you forget that I was sorry and I repented of it, but now I have to do. So when God told the church at Ephesus, and by the way, he warned them, and I think that uh, I think the angels of these churches, my own personal opinion, the angels of the church are pastors, uh, the pastors of those local churches. So the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? The angel of the church at Pergamus, right? Uh, the candlestick, I believe, speaks to their, uh, their uh, um, I guess, influence and uh, their witness. And, and, and what God was saying is, if you don't return to me and return the first works, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, basically, it was going to judge them and remove them. Uh, and, and as God prunes and uh, does what he does, and as he looks at ministries, he's saying, you've got to get back uh, to your first works. Uh, or I'm going to come quickly and I'm going to judge. And, I'm gonna do, and I don't want that for our church. Uh, I want God to bless our church. I want God, I want another 50 years if the Lord tarries uh, for Berean Baptist Church to be here. Uh, but, I, but I also don't want, I don't want one more Sunday uh, of just showing up to church and going through the motions. So that means today as you leave and you go and, and whatever you do and tomorrow and you're at work, uh, and, uh, uh, and, you, and you remember, yeah, I used to be excited and I shared the gospel with people and I'm going to return to that. Hey, Joe, or whatever your, your co-worker's name is, uh, can, I tell you, can I tell you something? And, uh, and, and, and you, might even, you might even say this, uh, you know, we've been working together for 10 years and I need to apologize. He's like, what, you've been stealing my lunch? Uh, no, uh, I, I've, I've known you for all these years and I've never told you about Jesus Christ. 
What, what, if you couch the gospel message in your love and care and concern for your coworker Joe, uh, then he might, he might just listen to you. And, uh, and, and that he might get saved. Uh, and, and then, you can, and then, uh, and then, you're, then you're, you're hooked again. And you remember, yes, it was great to be used of God in this way uh, to help people. And, uh, and uh, you, maybe, maybe, 10 years, maybe 10 years ago when you first started working with Joe, Joe used to see you reading your Bible at lunch. And now we see all you do at lunch now is Facebook and complain and whatever. Are you following me? Maybe get back to carrying your Bible again at, at work and, and you'll have some influence with him. Uh, maybe, maybe pray. Just go up and say, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, is there anything I can... I'm a, I'm a Christian and I pray. Is there anything I can pray with you about or you have a prayer request I can write down your shot? I'd just like to write something to pray. Uh, and you might like, you know, yeah, you can, you can pray uh, if you stay away from me. <laughs> uh, they might say that to you. I don't know. And, uh, but, they, but most likely they're going to say, my, my mom's got... She's sick. She got cancer. Would you pray for her? What's her name? Uh, and you put her name in there. And so then when the next time you see your coworker, you say, how's, how's she doing? And call her out by name. And uh, we've been praying for her. Because that's how you used to pray. Uh, and uh, you used to be, man, three to thrive, three to thrive. And, and, uh, and now, it, then it was like, uh, uh, we don't need to go uh, to church all the time. And you don't be, need to be in church to love Jesus. And, and now it's, it's, it's not even having church or having assemblies. It's, uh, it's this here and the other. And we're going to have a Bible study over. There's like no structure. And all that, all that started uh, with people just questioning the Word of God and, and falling away. And, uh, and people are out of church today. Uh, not in church at all, start, started that by not coming on Wednesdays. And then pretty soon it wasn't a Sunday night. And pretty soon it was uh, every other Sunday morning. Uh, to, and then all of a sudden they're gone. Uh, and, uh, and you know who they are and you need to pray for them. And maybe you need to go to them and just say, hey, uh, you know, I've been praying for you and, and uh, I'm hoping that, uh, that, uh, that you'll come back to church or uh, is there anything that I can, uh, I can do to help you? And, uh, and that might be there in uh, in getting back to the Lord, whatever it is, we need to return to it. How you behaved before, uh, and uh, if it was, uh, um, it, it might be <coughs> the very the Bible, like the Bible I mentioned that first uh, Thompson Chain Reference Bible. I've got it in my office and uh, on my shelf, uh, and um, and every time I pull that out, I can remember. I can remember. Uh, there's one spot in the Book of Ephesians in that Bible. Uh, that uh, uh, we had as teenagers, Amy had a dog named uh, Sparky. Uh, it was, uh, what was that? Yorkshire Terrier. Yorkshire Terrier. All right. And I remember laying on my stomach in the living room, reading my Bible in the book of Ephesians, and Sparky came over and barfed on my Bible. Oh. So I got all his barf stains from Sparky the dog uh, in uh, the book of Ephesians in there. And uh, lots of memories. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and uh, but I, there's, there's prayer lists in there uh, from people I prayed for all the way back as a teenager. I can, I, can, I, can, I can look at the notes I put in there. I remember I was sitting by uh, a wood stove in the basement and, uh, or I was having devotions with this individual and stuff. It might be you just having to go back and find that old Bible uh, that you used to love to read and when God meant something to you and just pull that Bible out and read it. Take it out of that box and Smell it, and just and just remember um, what it used to be, and uh, there are a lot of things about your glory days that you're never going to get back. 
um, with sports and you know health and uh, and activity and those types of things. Uh, I used to have a lot more hair uh, and a lot less skin, uh, and uh, and uh, so. Uh, but um, the glory days of my walk with the Lord. Um, that's doable again. And so that's my plan, my plan, uh, my focus for 2020. I hope it is yours. Well, let's all stand and we'll pray and, and, uh, and again, give you opportunity uh, to, uh, to just renew your commitment to God, to refocus uh, for 2020. Uh, and we've given you uh, some of the first works that the Church of Ephesus did or needed to go back to doing. And, uh, and I believe that they did. Uh, but there are also great ones for us. If you needed a list to figure out just to start out, the church at Ephesus uh, would be a good one. Uh, but I don't know how God has spoken to you. Maybe you made a commitment this morning and you didn't, uh, and you need to come this afternoon. Uh, but let's pray and say, God, uh, I'm going to get back to those first works. As the piano begins to play, if God's spoken to your heart, let's spend a few minutes in prayer.